Welcome to the Iron Sharpens Podcast, where grit meets passion. Hosted by me, Anthony Abbott, the founder of Iron Sharpen. This podcast is your guide to becoming the man you are destined to be. Together, we'll fearlessly tackle the challenges men face on their journey to be better husbands, fathers, leaders, and entrepreneurs. With biblical wisdom and real-life stories, we'll equip you to overcome obstacles and thrive in every aspect of life. Join us on this transformative quest. Rise up and embrace your identity as a man under Christ. Welcome to Iron Sharpens. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Iron Sharpens podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about marriage and a few things that the world tells us versus what scripture tells us. We all know that uh, the world and society, especially the mainstream media and social media, can be very deceptive when it comes to uh, our lives and, and how we should be living. And in honor of my 11th wedding anniversary with my wonderful wife, Lindsay, coming up on the 4th, I wasn't really sure what to talk about this week on the show. And when I spoke with her, she said, well, you ought to talk about marriage since our anniversary is coming up. So Lindsay, this one is for you. I love you. Don't shoot me. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, these are a few things. And um, I, I want to go ahead and preface this. This isn't, you know, uh, all my stuff. These are things that I've heard. These things are that I've read. But either way, I found them valuable and I wanted to share them with you. So um, let's start off, though. Let's lay let's lay a foundation here. We know that God created marriage between man and a woman, right? The book of Genesis tells us that it's between male and female. That's how it is, right? There's no other way. It's not between two men. It's not between two women. It's not between a man that's trying to pretend to be a woman or vice versa. It's between man and woman. That's what it is. I'm not going to beat a dead horse about this. You can come at me if you want, but I'll die on that mountain. Man and woman, there's only one way for it to be godly, okay? So knowing that, let's move forward under the assumption that you understand that that is the correct picture of marriage. So here we go. few lies that the world will tell you about marriage aside from uh, homosexual marriage. Uh, one is if you are not compatible, you may have married the wrong person. So here's the thing. Our marriage isn't isn't something that we can just throw away. It's not about the right one. See, marriage is it's a covenant relationship, not only between us and our and our spouses, but it's also between us, our spouse, and God. And once once we propose, once we get married, it's it's not up for it's not up for debate or up for question anymore, right? This is the right one. If God led us to these these wonderful women, then these are the women that God wants us to be with for for the rest of our life. And marriage will make it the right one. No, it's not. It's not always going to be easy. I I know I've only been married for eleven years, but in eleven years, I have found out that marriage is not always easy. But it's a commitment before God, and. If you really want your marriage to work and if you really want to be compatible, you have to ask yourself, are you inviting God into the relationship? 
because it's not just between you and your spouse. It's between, it's between you, your spouse and God. And I think I could speak for not only myself, but also for Lindsay uh, and say that once both of us really invited God into our personal individual lives, but also into our relationship, our marriage got stronger. And by no means do will I ever say that our marriage is perfect because we we all have our, our days, we have our ups, we have our downs, and, and it's not perfect, but our marriage is much better. I, I think we're headed in a much better direction since recognizing God in our marriage and in our lives, right? And it's not always about our, our feelings from one day to another, but every day we make the choice to, to love who God has given us, right? Because our spouses are blessings to us. And I'm not going to name names, but I once heard someone say, well, uh, my spouse isn't what I wanted. While they were praying for God to bring them somebody that would take care of them and would help provide for them. And God answered their prayer and now they're not happy, right? That's, I mean, come on. It's, it's not about this. God gives you this person. That is a blessing, right? We live in a world where everybody wants to trade up for the next newest model as soon as it comes out. Look at the people. I, I remember when iPhones were new and people, and I don't know that they really do this anymore, but people would stand in line for hours to go get the latest and greatest iPhone, right? Everyone wants to trade in for an updated version, but that doesn't make sense, right? God has ordained your marriage to be everlasting. And Mark 10, 9 reminds us that what God has joined together, let no one separate. So don't let anything come between it. This is a covenant, right? But moving on, uh, another thing that the world can tell us uh, is the grass is greener on the other side, right? We've heard that expression before that no matter what, the, the grass the grass is greener on the other side. You know, it gives us saying that maybe you're you're unhappy with your marriage or you're unhappy with your relationship and you tell yourself that there is better prospects, there's somebody else out there that will make you happier than what you are now. But that's a lie because the truth is, is the grass is greener where it's being nurtured, right? Where it's being watered, where it's being fertilized, where it's being aerated, where it's being reseeded. Sorry, I'm, I'm geeking out about lawn care. Um, so this, if, if you're a, if you're a long guy, that's right up your alley, but you get what I'm saying. It's, it's not about what's on the other side and what we're missing out on. You know, it, it's not FOMO, right? Man, we live in a FOMO. And, and for those of you that don't know what FOMO is, that's fear of missing out. I, I learned a hip new word, uh, about this time last year, uh, FOMO. So you learn something new every day. But no, the grass is the grass is green where you take care of it. It's like your garden. If you have a garden at home, your your plants are going to produce when you take care of them, when you nurture them. Are they getting enough water? So just like a lot of other things in our lives, including our businesses and any other relationship, our marriage needs to be cared for, right? Ephesians 5. If you have never read Ephesians 5, I encourage you to read through it. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. I'm not going to read the whole passage, but it gives us a really good depiction of a husband and wife relationship. And it does say, husbands, love your wives. 
just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her. Okay. That's not just a little bit. That's everything. That is an incredible amount of love, right? And compassion and effort. So if you want the grass to be green and you want to get rid of the brown spots, put some love into it. Put some compassion into it. The grass is green where you take care of it. All right, moving on to another one. Uh, If you're not happy, don't stay in an unhappy relationship because you deserve better. Well, first off, that's full of crap, right? And and I, I'll explain it like this. Happiness, happiness is fleeting. Happiness is the result of an event. So maybe, uh, maybe you get a raise at work and you feel happy. Maybe you watch your son hit a home run and you feel happy, right? Maybe you, you buy a new vehicle and you feel happy or you, you, you see a, your, your child being born and you feel happy, right? That is the result of an, of an event, okay? So happiness comes and goes. Joy is everlasting and we get joy from Jesus and from the Holy Spirit dwelling within our heart. Joy is everlasting. That never goes away. But happy, it can come and it can go, all right? Now, for a lot of us, marriage, that can bring out selfishness like nothing else. We want our way. We want our spouses to make us happy. And we want it right now. And as long as we do that, we'll never really be free to truly love and serve each other. When our focus is one-sided and we're only focusing on what we want, we won't be happy. So the real picture of happiness in a marriage symbolizes the love that Christ has for us. And in doing that, when you look at that, you look at what he did. He served us, the ultimate servant, right? And he died, he died for us. And in that compassion, he modeled his love. And it's not about us always being happy. It's about us becoming more Christ-like together. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 5 reminds us that love is patient, love is kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not proud, it doesn't dishonor others, it's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. I didn't write that, that's the Bible. So the next time you're arguing with your wife, You don't have to go back five years and start digging stuff up. We don't keep a tabulation of all the times that maybe she said something wrong or did something wrong. At least we shouldn't, right? But moving on, number four, uh, your spouse should know how to meet all of your needs and desires. Okay, look, here's the deal. Guys, Your wives, they can't read your mind. And if there's any ladies listening, y'all already know this, but we can't read your minds either. I mean, we can't. We we have to be honest about it. You know, they say opposites attract. 
it seems like more often than not, at least the the people that I encounter in, in my personal life, is that we we marry someone that's completely different from us. Whether it's different personalities, different talents, different interests, whatever it might be. Opposites do attract. It seems it seems true. Um, but that doesn't mean that our marriage is gonna fail either. Marriage is is a lifelong thing. It's it's a process, not an event where we grow together. But we don't always get it right. We we can't always know how to meet each other's needs, especially because our needs are dynamic. Our needs change over time. Our basic needs don't, but some of our emotional needs change over time in different seasons of our lives, right? And as we ask for grace and forgiveness from from our spouses, we also need to be willing to extend it. And recognize that our spouses can't always read our minds. They might not know how to meet our needs. And if we don't communicate them to our spouses, then it's that's our fault. That's our fault. And we need to we need to take responsibility for that. And we need to handle it. So we need to communicate it. Um number five, divorce is always an easy option. No, it's not. I don't know the statistic. I, I, I have no clue what it is, uh, but I know the divorce rate is high. A lot of people that I was in the military with were married and divorced several times by now. Um, I, I mean, look at, look at my, my mom. And that's a story for another day, but she was married and divorced three times. Um, my my grandfather on my father's side was married and divorced several times. So was my grandmother. Um, you know, and, and my dad never remarried, but divorce is such commonplace. Um, but the thing is, is that when we when we get to the place in our in our marriage and our relationship where divorce is is an option and it's on the table, we're in trouble because. It opens up the door for someone to start looking for a way out. And unfortunately, divorce happens. But it's it's never an easy option. It, it's, it can often be selfish, right? Um, you have to think about everybody that's involved. It's not just about you. It's about, it's about your spouse, especially if you have children. Um, and... The Bible reminds us that our, our our marriage is supposed to be everlasting. When we when we take vows, we mean that. And do people make mistakes and do stupid things? Yeah. But just like just like we have the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, we need to be able to forgive as well. He can give us hope. He can heal us. No matter what kind of struggles that we face in our lives and in our marriage, we know that Christ can heal it. So if you're in a spot where you don't know what to do in your marriage, I implore you to turn to God and and go talk to somebody. Go talk to a pastor. Go talk to a counselor, 
go to couples counseling. If you can do something, don't give up. Don't give up. Um, another thing that the world will tell us is that, uh, your kids come first because they need you more. And it's my, my wife, Lindsay and I, we were talking about this a couple weeks ago that, you know, before, before we had kids, uh, it was just us and it was great. And we had so much fun and we were all doing, we were always doing stuff together. We did whatever we wanted. And then we had kids and it seemed like, you know, our attention just completely shifted towards our new baby, our, our son, Ethan, when he was born naturally that happens, right? Babies are a lot of work. Baby babies require a lot of attention, but sometimes we forget that we're married too and that we need to put effort in. But to 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 you know, having that relationship. And it's hard. I'm not saying that it's easy. And this is something that Lindsay and I are trying to trying to do better on too is making time for each other, making that one-on-one -on -one time, that alone time without the kids so we can focus on being married and focus on our relationship. It's not just two roommates living together taking care of kids, right? But the other thing, the, the other side of that that we have to consider is that our kids deserve to see us love each other. They deserve to see their mom and dad have a loving marriage. They, they need to see what a marriage is supposed to look like. So when they go out and they're married, they have a great picture. They have a great model. So focus and, and, and make an effort to, to be married, right? Um, some, some people say that, well, you might have just fallen out of love. And that's another lie that we we get told by society we don't fall out of love you sometimes you 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 choose to stop loving right love isn't love isn't the puppy love when you first start dating you know that's yeah that's so new and exciting and that is a, that is an incredible feeling and i hope everybody gets to experience that but true love man true love is hard just like just like you know, first Corinthians said it's patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast. Man, love isn't always pretty. It's not easy to love. Christ's love for us involved his death on the cross. You know, but three things will always last forever. And, and we're reminded of that in first Corinthians right after that. Is faith, hope, and love. The greatest is love. You don't just fall in and out of love. It doesn't happen like that. But love is a choice to keep loving somebody. We might not always get along. But what are we doing? Pray over your marriage. Even if you're the only one, God will hear you. Don't go following the next shiny object in front of you. Because if you do that, you might find yourself in the same spot and then in the same spot again. And then you keep repeating that vicious cycle. Another lie is that your marriage is beyond repair. You know, I, a lot of people have struggled in their marriages when, especially when a, a spouse is cheating on on them or 
or whatever else it may be it's it's not always pretty it's not always easy and yeah people do some really messed up stuff and it takes healing others have come through you know by the grace of god and sometimes marriages are saved sometimes they're not but the truth is that no matter what we face is god can redeem he can heal he can cure. We're, we're talking about we're talking about God, the God of miracles, right? Just look at just look at the seven miracles of Jesus in the book of John. You know, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. If Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, why couldn't he restore our marriage? You know, if if God can, can through Moses part the Red Sea, why can't he restore our marriage? So if you feel like your marriage is beyond repair, it's not. Because through God, all things are possible. And we're reminded of that in Matthew 19. So just because you think it's impossible doesn't mean it is. Moving on, uh, number nine, flirting. Flirting or looking at porn won't hurt your marriage. And uh, especially if your spouse doesn't know. Because what they don't know won't hurt them. Well, that's not true. Uh, there's no such thing as innocent flirting because adultery is adultery. And adultery doesn't mean that you have to have sex with another person, right? It's It's not like... Uh, a husband having sex with another woman or, or a wife having sex with another man. There's adultery of the heart and flirting, man, that's just, that's just asking for danger, right? That's just opening the door. There's nothing good about giving someone that type of attention that isn't your wife. And so many men, they battle, they battle an addiction to pornography. It's a trap of Satan. And we touched on that, but I'm going to we're going to do a whole show on the dangers of porn. That's coming soon. But look, if you're facing temptation, if you feel like things are getting out of control and you need help with something, you you talk to someone. Go to go to God with it first and foremost. But look, we need to keep our marriages pure. If we're having issues in our marriage, we need to look at ourselves. What are we doing? If we're flirting with other women, if we're looking at porn, we need to consider that. How are we how are we keeping our marriage bed pure? Right? And last but not least, marriage is a 50-50 relationship. And the truth is you can look at it it one way as in the whole of the marriage and each spouse gives 50%. So I would chip in half and Lindsay would chip in half. Um, but that's only a 50% effort. And a marriage requires a hundred percent effort on both parties because 50% isn't enough. This stuff isn't easy. And if we're only given 50%, what happens when, what happens when our wives when they can only give 30. 
because they got something going on. We're only running on 80%. We need to give everything, everything that we have. We're not always going to, we're not always going to be running at a hundred percent. I get it, but we need to strive for it. And we need to make a conscious effort to do better. So whether you have an anniversary coming up or whether you just got married, whether you've been married for 50 years, or maybe you just got engaged, or maybe you're single and God hasn't put the right woman in your life. The biggest thing that I can say about marriage is that you have to invite God in. You have to let God lead. Just as, just as husbands are called to lead their wives and lead their families, God is to lead us. Let God lead in every aspect of your life. And if you do that, then you can't go wrong. Will it always be easy? No. But all will be okay. So I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. And uh, just want to come out and publicly say happy anniversary to my loving wife. Thanks for putting up with me for 11 years. And I look forward to the next 11. I truly love you from the bottom of my heart. And I am so blessed and thankful to have you in my life. Next week, uh, we will be talking about um, the dangers of pornography. And uh, if you've never considered that, I, I want you to tune in. This is a pretty important topic for, for all men. And you may ask yourself, well, you know, just a few episodes in, why are we talking about all this stuff? And when are we going to start talking about entrepreneurship? Well, to answer that question, it's, it's pretty simple. We need to lay down the foundation of what it looks like to be a, a man, a husband, um, to, to stop playing the victim, to get in the right mindset before we can look at running a business, right? We have to get our houses in order before we can go run another house. So anyway, that's all I got, folks. Appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Well, that's another show for the books, folks. I hope you're inspired to become the man you're meant to be. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for motivation, valuable insight, and engaging discussions. If you found value in today's episode, share it with a friend. Remember, iron sharpens iron, and together we can continue to grow and build a generation of strong, faithful men. Thank you for your support, and until next time, stay sharp.